0: This week on Earn More Tutoring, I talk with Michael Gibbon about the biggest mistakes he made when he started his tutoring business, what the lifeblood of a
1: business really is, and his hobbies of oil paintings and chasing storms. The lifeblood of a business is the relationships you build and preserve. And so that's going to be, those are the two biggest things for networking is go in with an open mind, but also go in without the intention to sell, go in with the intention to build and connect.
0: Welcome to Earn More Tutoring. Our mission is to eradicate educator poverty. I'm Sean McCormick, your host and the founder of Executive Function Specialists, an online coaching business that helps middle, high school, and college students develop goal oriented behaviors. My guest today is Michael Gibbon, founder of Coach for Tutors. Welcome to the show, Michael.
1: Well, thank you very much, Sean, for having me.
0: So, Michael, why don't we start by just telling me about what Coach for Tutors is, let people know what you do.
1: Thanks, Sean. So Coach for Tutors, primarily we work with uh, those tutors, private tutors or tutor company owners that are in the stage of launching their tutoring business or they have been in business for a year or two and they're ready to scale up their tutoring businesses. And we work with them in setting customized goals and really seeking the areas they need help in to develop their business and get them to where they want to go, meeting their, whatever their goals may be in their business, be it financial, be it uh, in terms of teams, be it in client numbers, we help you get there. Nice. And how did you get into that? So I started off as, um, actually, I opened my own tutoring company in 2011. I had been a classroom teacher originally and transitioned into the one-on-one tutoring sphere and small groups because I really felt that would have a greater impact. With students, and in 2011, I opened my own company up, and with that came a host of difficulties and problems. Because although the you know we're all lifelong learners, um, although the education side was was strong and was solid. The business side, I was very green, very naive, and I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. And so my goal with building Coach for Tutors is to work with those tutors who really need help with with those particular roadblocks that can come up and challenges to provide a very efficient and succinct roadmap toward growing and developing their business. So that it helps reduce their stress and get to where they want to go.
0: Michael, what was one of the biggest mistakes or issues that you encountered starting your business? Like what what what's one that stands out to you? Like, wow, I really wish I had someone like you in the future coaching yourself before you had that mistake.
1: Yeah, Sean, I think there were actually there were two that I could think of uh, in particular. Uh, The first one was marketing. I was very much of the mindset of just put your name out there to absolutely everything and say that you can tutor everything and you'll you're just going to get a swath of clients and it's going to be amazing. And no, I spent a lot of money on marketing that got me nowhere. And yeah, you might get some short term gain from having a a swath of clients from different niches and different grades, et cetera, et cetera, different needs. But you're not honing your craft and you're going to spend more time trying to develop curriculum than making an impact on those students and building your business. Uh, so that was the first one. And the second one was the I feel the confidence to be able to address sales. I, I was very uncertain and really undervalued myself. And by being shaky, I don't think I conveyed the best message to my potential clients that this is who you want for your tutoring. And it really is a process to get that confidence to say, this is what my worth is. And these are the values I can bring to your child and help parents and guardians see that value and bring you on board.
0: Yeah, those are definitely two big challenges, right? Bringing clients is always hard, right? There's so much Uh, messaging out there, you know, I I remember I started, I was like, had Facebook ads and this, and I was spending money on Google. And it's like, that might work for some people, it didn't work for me. And it was a lot of money spent when really, I just needed to find my voice and make a little Instagram video or just connect with more professionals. So totally understand that. And then also, yeah, knowing your worth. I think that's the kind of theme of this podcast is uh, understanding your value and being able to to articulate that. So it's good that you are teaching people that. Can you can you talk about how your work as the coach for tutors helps tutors basically avoid
1: those pitfalls? I think it really it, it depends obviously on a tutor-by-tutor tutor basis. But uh, the, the big thing is when working with tutors is seeking what their needs are, what are their concerns, what well how can I help you to grow your tutoring business and take it to where it wants to go and setting very specific very succinct goals and having that responsibility piece of okay now that we set these goals let's do our let's do what we can do together to help you reach those goals and understanding that it's okay to pivot it's okay to be flexible and it's okay to occasionally misstep that's okay but it's really about making sure you have a plan in place and that's where I come in to help you with getting a solid plan in place to achieve the goals you want for your tutoring business. And this doesn't just affect your business, but it affects your life. You want to try to reduce your stress to live your best life, whatever it might be with your family or with your friends or whatever your, your goals are outside of your business. By helping you develop your business, we can help you to feel calmer outside your business.
0: Yeah, that's, that's for me was the biggest game changer in my life was actually just setting goals, clear goals, right? It's like when you do that and you're like I want whatever it is. For me it was like I want to earn, I want to earn this much money by this date and then it totally transformed the way I approached things because I started making decisions around my long-term vision as opposed to just like what's going to work today, or, you know. So that's that's great to be able to kind of like be the coach for the coaches in a sense. I wanted to ask, how do you find clients as a coach for tutors because it's like two different approaches, right? For for actually getting students, it's a totally different, or, uh, you know, like students who are helping as a tutor, it's totally different. How do you find clients as a coach for tutors?
1: Right. So uh, Sean, in terms of finding clients as a coach, uh, really a couple of big things have been starting a Facebook group, uh, f- starting that free Facebook group, providing that support, getting to know your community, getting to know people, especially with the pandemic, getting to know people all over the world who have the same core value of wanting to create something better for the, for students and create that impact and that legacy. And here's how we can help you. So that was really powerful is having that Facebook group, the tutoring business success support group. And also taking the time to network and taking the time to connect and learn about other people and really embracing that networking opportunity as much as possible has been game changing in terms of getting the different coaching opportunities that wouldn't necessarily have come up if I wasn't if if I wasn't out there networking and getting to getting to know people and not necessarily just other tutors, but also other coaches and other people in other arenas as well can can lead to gaining business.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's something that I've been impressed with you is that you have such a great reputation in the, the tutoring coaches kind of circle from people I've connected with, like your name comes up. And I was wondering if you could kind of give some some actionable tips or even just strategies for people who want to grow their network and develop like positive relationships with people.
1: No, sure thing, Sean. And for, for networking, it's not an overnight process. That's definitely a first point. The second point that's really important uh, for, for listeners um, is not to jump right in thinking you're going to get business because if that's your mindset that you're going to go into a networking um group and get business that's the wrong mindset um because if you go in there with that mindset people are going to pick up on that and they're going to repel instead of be attracted to you you want to go in there with the intent of getting to know who they are and in turn they're going to you know they're likely going to want to get to know a little more about you. And as you build that organic relationship, then the leads start to trickle in and the connections. Because again, the the lifeblood of a business is the relationships you build and preserve. And so that's going to be, those are the two biggest things for networking is go in with an open mind, but also go in without the intention to sell. Go in with the intention to build and connect. And the last tip I think for your listeners would be that... It is okay to when you go to a an, be an online networking event or a ver- an in person networking event. As we go back to those more, don't go in there feeling bad if you leave with. Seemingly nothing. If you go, if you leave with a stack of business cards and nothing more, hey, you you at least spent some time connecting, developing networking skills that you can apply to your next meeting, and you can grow. Because for myself, it took me uh, about a year and a bit to really find my dream networking group, and now as a coach you know, with online, it's, it was a little more expediated because I was fortunate enough to meet some really amazing people right away, but it takes a little bit of time and be good to yourself and recognize that it's okay to, to take that time, but be confident and be yourself and go in there with the expectation of relationship, not an immediate sale. Sales will follow.
0: Yeah, that, thank you so much. I think one thing that really stands out to me, what you're saying is like relationships are the lifeblood of a business. And that's so true. It's, it's, um, one of my my mentors said did this to me. He said, "You have to stop thinking transactionally and more relationally," and that helped me kind of frame it. Because, of course, it's work. You know, you want to you know make money, and you know that's that's part of the the role of work in people's lives. Is it's it's the goal is one goal part of it is to sustain you financially, but at the core of it, it, it is the relationships and the value that you're adding to their lives and. Um, So thank you for for articulating that. That's
1: no problem, Sean. And I and I share that with my my like my coaching clients as well, or in the Facebook group, like I'll often say, you're building a relationship, not a financial transaction. So that's why it's so important, even when you're a new tutor out there, uh, when you're starting your business, when you're marketing as we touched, talked about earlier, how marketing can be difficult. I know when I started, I was all about, well, let's you know get the lowest dollar going and let's play, place the price, make an offer about price, price, price. Don't do that. Make it about what, who you help and how you can help them. Building that relationship. Don't make it all about the money because the money that will follow, but just be authentic and make it about the experience you're about to take these people on with you. The wonderful, positive change that can happen.
0: Yeah, I can tell you really, like you're grounded in your philosophy of how to attract clients and I really like that. I'm I'm a big believer in like attraction over like seeking. Almost like that's my goal is to be just attract the ideal client rather than feeling like I have to like like ask people or whatever it is, you know, just just kind of let your light shine. I'm wondering what What's helped you ground yourself in that kind of approach? Like, is it resources or a coaching program you were a part of, or all of the above? I'd love to love to hear what what's helped you kind of find your voice in terms of
1: that process. Yeah, so that process uh, was was a twofold process. Um, I had hired a wonderful coach who helped me to grow my business, really helped me with that foundation of my tutoring business, and also taught me some of those networking philosophies. And then I joined um, a networking group that really emphasized building your skills as a networker and building that circle of trust and authenticity and and connection. And it helped to lower my guard about, oh, I got to make a sale. I got to make a sale. It's more, nope, just take your time take it slow and build the connections and things will follow. And they did. So I, I feel because it worked, it worked on my end. I feel really pow- you know, passionate about it. And I feel that people can also benefit from it as well, that, you know, th- it does work. It takes time, but the connections, if you take the effort to forge those connections, amazing things are going to happen.
0: Trust the process. That's one of my favorite quotes. And it's like the hardest thing to do, but the <laughs> the truest yeah. thing. Can you tell us a little bit about the main components of tutoring business leadership?
1: Absolutely, Sean. So uh, for components of tutoring business leadership, and these are going to be uh, part of a couple, 2 ebooks that I'm going to be releasing shortly, um, are really, there's, it's twofold. The first one is when you're developing your successful tutoring business. So when it's, when it's you, when you're starting out, and the main components are sales. How can you be as a salesperson? What kind of goals and vision do you have for your business? And how do you navigate those soft skills when you're doing sales? And also when you're converting clients, that prospect to client conversion, and also how do you navigate client relationships? So student to you, parent, guardian to you, parent, guardian to student, like all those different pieces, how do you navigate them and to help develop a thriving tutoring business? So those components are very important, having goals, vision, sales, Prospect to client conversion, and also how do you navigate client relationships, both shorter term and longer term? Second, the second tier is when you're working towards growing a successful tutoring team. When you're ready to take that plunge and start hiring tutors, and the biggest component really is it's uh, hiring, uh, training, and retaining and reward, you know, retaining tutors, knowing when to reward tutors, knowing when you need to help navigate and develop their professional development like what all that looks like, and also how do you handle the more difficult situations. It's a whole new set of variables, and it's really important to think about, okay, how, what kind of case studies might I encounter, what kind of situations, sorry, would I encounter, and how can I navigate them? And uh, these ebooks focus on case studies specific to those, to these areas to help you not just develop a successful tutoring business, but also a successful tutoring team so you can continue to scale, thrive, all that good stuff.
0: That sounds super helpful. Yeah, I love the idea of case studies, like really looking at where someone started, what changes they made, how that impacted. Can you talk a little bit more about just case studies? Like, are those are those clients that you worked with? Is that you know something separate that you were studying? I'd love I'd love to hear more about that because that's something I'm wanting to develop as well.
1: Sure thing. Uh, so for the case studies that are in these uh, in these two ebooks, uh, it's an amalgamation of different, um, different, you know, situations I common situations I encountered over like 50 plus situations I encountered over the years as a tutor, as a tutor manager, as a leader, as an owner of a company, um, and also situations I've heard about and seen as well play into it, um, as into the equation as well. And so it's just putting together something that tutors can look at they' they're like they want to develop these certain skill sets, this, these are case studies that you uh, situations you will likely encounter and here's uh, some suggestions of how you can navigate it. and we're also going to have some open-ended case studies in these ebooks too so you can really take the time to reflect and write and think about okay, this situation. Here's what I can do with with my skills as a tutor company owner and as an entrepreneur to navigate it optimally.
0: Michael, how can tutors navigate? preparing for the summer I know that's the big challenge with with tutors is that their work will sometimes fall off in the summer so what what are your recommendations
1: right so definitely that's that was an issue that I encountered myself as a tutor company owner for the first uh, several years of business and you're right the June t- there's always a drop uh, depending on the on what you teach but if you're teaching K to 12 the drop quite often happens around mid to late June, and you don't see that um, gain again until early September. So there is a two two to two and a half months of time out from having a, a nice steady stream of income, and that can be extremely stressful for tutors, especially if this is your 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 full time pursuit and this is your this is your 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 passion. This is what you're doing. Uh, so. So to navigate prep, so these are going to be in a, an upcoming webinar that's on Friday, April 29th, uh, Summer Income Choices for Tutors. Uh, so I'll share with you the three uh, components that we're going to discuss uh, during the uh, webinar. Uh, the first are parent-child learning packages. We're going to go into detail about what that is, which, is, which proved for my own business to really bring in you know, a fair bit of income. Uh, the second one are the August Learning Hubs, and the third one is the back-to-school boosters. And the back-to-school boosters, again, that was a big piece because families, we wanna help students not go into the first day of school facing a two or three month learning loss deficit and losing their confidence. And the parents reaching out to you at the end of September, early October, saying, okay, we're ready to start again. And our, our son or daughter is really stressed and low in confidence. And we feel like they've lost some of those gains they made. We hope you know, that you can help respark the magic. Well, let's let's be proactive and let's get the magic going before the first day of school. So when they go in the first day of school, they're feeling ready, they're feeling confident, and you're as a business owner, you're feeling good, but you're also seeing sales and client numbers grow.
0: Mm, yeah, that's that's the key as a tutoring business owner is you really want to be on the upward trend, growing, not not stagnant or uh, even falling behind or or losing clients. So that that I'm sure is going to be packed with value and super helpful to people who are trying to figure out what to do for summer. Michael, what are you a natural at?
1: (laughs) I would say, I think I'm a natural, um, I have a natural intuition with people. And I would say in terms of hobby, I'm, I'm really good at oil painting.
0: What kind of stuff do you paint?
1: Ah, so I do a lot of, uh, scenic, uh, scenic pictures and, um, I was doing still life for a while, but now I do a lot of scenic pictures and I've actually got into storm photography over the last year as well. So that's not oil pastels, but, um, yeah, go on the road, take some great photos of some, uh, pretty epic storms we had up here in Ontario.
0: If you lost all of your possessions, but one, what would you want it to be?
1: Okay. The one, well, it's not a possession, but it'd be a person. I would say my spouse wouldn't want to be without them.
0: What issue will you always speak your mind about?
1: Um, Children's rights, animal rights.
0: Would you rather be stuck on a broken ski lift or a broken elevator?
1: Uh, Broken elevator.
0: (laughs) Those are both bad, bad scenarios.
1: Oh, not the ski lift. Not happening. Uh Uh-uh. Nope.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Michael. Well, thank you so much for coming on, making time, sharing these these, these strategies for, for tutors to grow their businesses, to attract more clients. If people want to look into your work, find out more about what you're doing, how can they find you?
1: Sure thing. So they can go to www.coachfortutors.com for uh, information about uh, the coaching program. There's uh, some, a lot of uh, complimentary content, uh, content on there and podcast information, as well as uh, some eBooks. As well, they can go to Facebook, the Tutoring Business Success Support Group. So we are a a complimentary free group of over 900 uh, tutors, and we're here to help you grow your tutoring business. And uh, also the uh, Summer Income Choices for Tutors webinar is on Friday, April 29th, and I will be sure to send uh, Sean the link for that. And for the eBooks, those will be coming out soon, those two new leadership uh, case study eBooks. So I'll definitely let Sean know about the release date for those.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the show today. If you want to join my free online business school, go to earnmoretutoring.com and click on the link on the homepage. Please leave a review and rating and crush that subscribe button. It really helps. See you soon.
1: Such a great reputation.